Welcome to the Oswald Gamer. I'm your host, Rob, and it's a really exciting day because we have just had the Iron Jaws Battle Tome supplement been released by Games Workshop, and I'm going to cover it all in this video right now. I'm going to go through all of the units and talk about it more. If you would like an entire deep dive on the Iron Jaws faction, I'm going to do that over the next couple of days, including all of these new units, which is going to be really, really fun. So let's not beat around the bush and let's get straight into it. The first thing we want to talk about is what the hell am I talking about? On the Warhammer community website, Iron Jaws, so from the Uruk War Clans, have got a supplement. And you can see it here, Battle Tome Supplement, Iron Jaws. And they tell you exactly what it means, so I'm going to read that out to you so you can go through it. The War Scrolls in this supplement are considered to be part of Battle Tome Uruk Warclans, and each has the Iron Jaws keyword. If you have an Uruk Warclans army that is either an Iron Jaws army or a Big War army, you can include any of these units in this supplement in that army. And to follow up from that, Uruk Ardboys, which is a miniature range that already exists, the Uruk Ardboys War Scroll on page 26 of this supplement replaces the Uruk Ardboys War Scroll in Battletome Uruk Warclans, which is where you find Iron Jaws stuff. In addition, the pitch battle profile in this book replaces the one in that. Okay, super simple. There is something that we should add to this though, and that is the Dawnbringer book. So on Saturday, I'm recording this on Tuesday, but um, uh, that's when it's going to come out. We are going to get the new Dawnbringers book, so Dawnbringers book two, and that's going to have an army of renown. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go and watch my last video. But an army of renown is effectively a. It's just a. It's kind of its own little battle tome. It's a very uh, select little section of a book, in this case, Uruk War Clans, and you're going to get grand strategies, battle tactics, and enhancements to things like command traits and artifacts in that army of renown. And as stated in the Warhammer Community article, uh, Dawnbringer's Book 2, Reign of the Brute, also provides rules for Grunter Stampede, an entire army of renown that revolves around the Hogs of War, both big and small, with a buffet of unique enhancements and allegiance abilities. Righteous Chance, uh, so there we go. And there's going to be some special rules. So, if you do want to play with these new minis, you're going to get, need this free PDF. You're going to need the probably the original uh, Iron Jaws book. And also, you're going to need the Dawnbringers book. But if you only want to get into using the big pigs in the units that are featured in this update, and the new minis are on pre-order as well, then you probably can just get the Dawnbringers book and just play like that. So, kind of interesting. It's very insular. Reminds me a lot of War Scroll battalions that they used to do, where it's like, you only need this. You only need these couple of units. Off you go. I'd love to know what you think. First opportunity, call to action, boop, 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 uh, for you to tell me what you think in the comments below. So let me know what you think. Right, let's go look at these units. The first unit we're going to look at is the Tusk Boss on Morgrunter. Now, for years, Iron Jaws players have said we love Mega Bosses and we love Gore Grunters. We'd love a Mega Boss on a Gore Grunter. And Games Shot were like, we've heard you. We know exactly what you want. This is going to be a Tusk Boss on a Morgrunter. So not a mega boss on a gore grunter, uh, which is a little bit confusing. So it's important to know what keywords you're going to see at the bottom here. Destruction, Warclans, Iron Jaws, Hero, and it's a monster, uh, which means it is going to get through monstrous actions, and it's got its own unique monstrous action. More grunter and a tusk boss. So let's take a look at it. It's 380 points, which is pretty expensive, and it's kind of plays like a Stonehorn does for Beast Core Raiders. It's got 14 wounds with a 3-up armor save, which is really tanky. That's good. It's good armor save means if you do all-out defense or a mystic shield or anything like that, it's going to be very, very tanky. 
It moves nine inches, uh, which can improve, and we'll talk about that in a moment. And it's Bravery 8. And Bravery 8 is actually quite nice because you want to do Heroic Recovery, which is a heroic action. So it's going to be able to heal a little bit. One of the few sources of healing in the book. Obviously, you've got the Fixing Beat as well, which is uh, important. In combat, it's got a lot of attacks. Now, everything that I read out for these units, you have to remember that Iron Jaws have access to War Chanter, which is a character which lets you apply plus one damage to all of the melee weapons to a unit in an Iron Jaws army. You can also take multiple War Chanters. It's kind of not unique, and you can do the buff multiple times. So if you were to have the Tusk Boss or Maw Grunter and also a unit of Gore Grunters, as long as you've got two War Chanters in a range, you can have plus one damage to all their melee weapons, which is really, really good. Uh, so he's got six attacks, which are threes and threes, but that can go up to damage three. It's damage two initially. Um, and then he's got some other attack profiles. We won't talk about that much, other than he does quite a bit of damage, which is quite nice, uh, which is really fun. Uh, he's obviously mounted, and he does have a little crew of Ard Boys on the side that you can see there. And his special rule, or the rule that's important to him, is head of the stampede if this unit makes a charge move you can re-roll charge rolls for all friendly more grunters units on the battlefield until the end of the phase so not gore grunters so even though it is a big pig and we do love big pigs this big pig doesn't interact with the older big pigs so the gore grunters only the new big pigs the more grunters and then he's got a very wordy couple of rules that we need to talk about okay he's got unstoppable momentum and you can see on his chart that he has a momentum score starts at one goes up to six this unit has a movement score that affects the value represented by the dash so the numbers there for this unit as shown on the momentum table above at the start of the battle this unit has a momentum score of one easy peasy each time this unit finishes a run or a charge add d3 to your momentum score this unit's momentum score can never exceed six. At the end of each turn, subtract one from this unit's momentum score to a minimum of one. Okay, so currently that just tells you how to generate momentum score. If you do a charge, or if you do a run, then add D3 to that momentum score. So you should on average do two. So after your first like run or your first charge, you should be on a momentum score of three. Then you've got another rule that keys in with it called headlong charger. While this unit has a momentum score of four or more, this unit can charge even if it ran earlier in the same turn. So if you want it to be a little bit cheeky on the first turn, you could try a run and charge. And then if you manage to roll big on the D3 uh, um, and get the four, because it needs to be a minimum of four, you could do a run and charge. So it's a little bit slowed down, really. But don't forget, this is also an Iron Jaws army. Iron Jaws have access to a command ability called Mighty Destroyers. And as long as you're not within 12 inches of an enemy, you get to make a hero phase move. So this unit can already move 18 inches. Base movement, nine. So Mighty Destroyers, nine. And then move another nine. Okay, so 18 inches. So this kind of like run and charge thing isn't actually that important for this unit, which is the thing. The thing that's going to be a little bit annoying about this unit is keeping track of your momentum score for the pig. May I suggest some small bacon-like tokens? <laughs> uh, then he's got an ability called Hack and Charge. You can carry out the Carver Path Monstrous Rampage below. Uh, sorry, ability with, instead of any other Monstrous Rampages. Okay, so let's talk about the Monstrous Rampage. So Monstrous Rampage is something that happens at the beginning of the combat phase. Uh, there are some really good ones like Raw and Stomp, uh, but they have a unique one. And it's Carver Path. You pick an enemy unit with a wounds characteristic of four or less 
and that's within three inches. So you're in combat with them. So start the combat phase. I'm in combat with someone. They've got four wounds or less. Easy. And roll a dice. If the roll is less than this unit's momentum score, that enemy unit suffers a number of mortal wounds equal to the roll. And you can immediately attempt to charge with this unit. When a unit charges in this manner, it can pass across enemy units with your wounds characteristic of one or two in the same manner as a unit that can fly. So, what's happening? You charge in, get into combat, you do this monstrous action, and then you can basically fly over a screen, which will also add to your momentum, if that makes sense. So you charge in, you'll build up some momentum from doing that, and then you'll be able to charge over that screen and then do a ton of damage to something behind, which is kind of interesting. End of the charge phase, thank you, yeah. So monstrous action is done at the end of the charge phase, not at the beginning of the combat phase. That's uh, important. So big charging unit goes in, stomps, well, not doesn't stomp specifically, does this action, and then charges over. 380 points for that. The only thing he really brings to the army, obviously, is that he gives reroll charges. Uh, to more grunters, which is kind of interesting, uh, I guess. I'd love to know what you all think about this particular guy. It feels like he's kind of a missile. Now, you already can have a very fast more crusher, but a more crusher is on a huge base, a 160 mil base. So fitting him into the right place is quite hard with the Nine Jaws army. This guy's a little bit more of a, a pork missile, you know, a bacon bomb. <laughs> anyway, 308 points. Uh, very interesting. wonder what you think. The next unit is the Divine Swine, the Moor Grunter with Hacking Crew. So this is the non-hero version of the model we just talked about. It's still a monster, and it still has the same monstrous rampage. It still generates momentum, like it did previously, and um, it still has got the ability to run and charge thanks to the headlong charger. And it's got a good melee profile. Its weakness is that it's a four-up armor save and that it's 280 points. So for me, it's probably the weakest of the three of the big pigs from Big Pig Dojo. It's not terrible, but... Um, and it's got, again, like a good profile. But I think I prefer the next one. So we're going to go talk about that. For 180 points, you can get a more Grunter Gouger. Now, these guys can be battle line if you have the Tusk Boss be your general that means you can reinforce them twice meaning you can have a unit of up to three which is pretty cool because they gain the battle line keyword which meaning you can have a unit of three monsters which is honestly legit uh, they've got 12 wounds and a four up armor save which for 180 points is honestly really really fine especially for a monster um, and they've got a good combat profile as well not as good as obviously the previous two but they cost a lot less they still have that same ability to generate momentum, which means you can get that run and charge. But with Mighty Destroyers, that seems superfluous and isn't really important. But the bit that's amazing is their unique monstrous action flattened into the mud. This is absolutely a reason that if you are running an Iron Jaws army and you don't want to add much from the new release, this would be my pick. Flattened into the mud. Uh, is only a model in a unit that has made a charge move this turn can carry out the monstrous rampage. So you have to have charged with this unit. Pick an enemy unit with a wounds characteristic of one or two within three inches of this unit and roll a dice. If that roll is less than this unit's momentum score, the strike last effect applies to that enemy unit until the end of the turn. This is really, really important because Iron Jaws have got an ability called smashing and bashing, where if a unit of Iron Jaws wipes out a unit in combat they get to immediately activate another unit it's called chain activation what's really fun about making a unit strike last is it means that you can kind of 
manipulate which units you're going to strike with. So even if you do not activate smashing and bashing, you then can kind of restart the chain thanks to making a unit strike last. That's very cool. And if you don't want to do that, like if you would just like to stomp a unit so they can't take a command ability or like, sorry, not stomp, roar a unit because they don't want to use a command ability. Or if you want to smash a piece of enemy terrain down, and you don't want to spend all of those points on a mega boss or more crusher. It feels like the more grunter gouges are really good, especially as if you could have them just as like a kind of if they can be battle line you could just have two of those as battle line if you wanted to but it feels like if you are going to do that you're probably going to run the army of renown because your general won't be able to take any of the uh, command traits and artifacts that are in the iron jaws book because they don't have the mega boss keyword so this feels like a release that kind of works a little bit with the main book but works much better on its own in its army of renown which would be in the dawnbringers book anyway this is my hot pick definitely would get one of these the new our boys war scroll is actually quite exciting it's 220 points and importantly they now come in units of 10. this is actually going to be a really big shake-up to lots of different people's armies specifically to big war armies because big war previously would fill their battle line out by just having small units of five Ard boys that only cost like 80 or 90 points. Now that you have to spend 220 points for 10 Ard boys, that's going to really change how some of those armies are built. Ard boys are very similar to Chaos Warriors. If you think about Chaos Warriors as being the defensive build of a 10 person unit, then Ard boys are the offensive build of a 10 person unit. They've got three up armor save, which is absolutely exactly what you want from a 10 person unit with a wounds characteristic of two, but a very low bravery of five. Importantly, if you have a standard bear in the unit, you're going to add plus one to their bravery, but these guys are going to be very susceptible to battle shocking off what is high value models now. They move four inches. This has always been their weakness. They're very slow, but as we know previously, and I've talked about a lot with Mighty Destroyers, these guys are going to be able to move in the hero phase they're going to be able to move eight inches in total that doesn't include obviously running now their attack profile they now have got two different weapon profiles and you have to be fully equipped with either all choppers or all Ardboy stickers these models are on 32 mil bases so when you do have um them on when you are using the Ardboy choppers their one inch range means that you might not be able to fight with some of those models because they'll be out of range the Ardboy stickers are two inch range so you'll be able to fight with loads so if you are going to take a massive unit of these then you might want to go with the Ardboy stickers the choppers and stickers there's a good conversation to have about which one you're going to want to arm these guys with if you buy the box the choppers, I think, ultimately probably end up being better because you get two attacks each that hit on threes and wound on threes and then rend one, damage one. But thanks to the special rule, here we go, you get to add one to the attacks characteristic of that unit um, in the same turn that you made a charge. Also, as we know, with the war chant buff, you can add plus one damage to those. So that means from a unit of Uruk Ard boys, you're going to be able to get 30 attacks, plus one for the champion, so 31, that are threes and threes, rend one, damage two. Obviously, you can give all-out attacks, so it's going to be twos. And there's a spell that's inside the Ardboys book. Uh, sorry, not the Ardboys book, the Iron Jaws book, which isn't often seen very much, but it's actually pretty good. It's an AoE, so everyone, uh, an area of effect spell from the caster. And with Primal Dice, this is going to become a lot better um, because you're going to be able to cast it because it's cast on an eight. So it's quite hard to cast, but that's going to give everyone in 15 inches plus one to wound. And that's amazing for foot slogging ardboy lists so you can give multiple plus one to hits out 
um, from a mega boss. So you could be like, plus one to hit, plus one to hit, plus one to hit, and everyone is plus one to wound, which is pretty good. So you can have a ton of hard boys doing a ton of attacks. If you want to go the other way, instead, you could have hard boy stickers, using them more of a screen, but they do hit on fours with only two attacks each. But if they're charged, they can, when they attack back the unit that charged them, they're going to be rend two. Um, but they could still be damaged too, obviously. They could also be plus one to hit, plus one to wound. So your perfect perfect kind of situation is that um, you're going to have two attacks, threes and twos, rend two, damage two. But with Hawfrost available, you could actually just stick that on the Arboy Choppers, which is kind of fun. Uh, now, they do have one other ability, and that is the Shield Bash. Each time this unit fights, after all of its attacks have been resolved, pick one enemy unit within one inch of this unit and roll a dice for each mod on this unit within one inch of that unit. So you need to be within an inch of the enemy unit and each model needs to be within an inch of the enemy. And you roll a dice for each model that is, so let's say you've got a unit of 10 and only eight of them are within an inch of the enemy unit. You roll eight dice, any sixes are a mortal wound. We're about to talk about a character in a minute that is going to make it so that you can do that on fives, the Ardboy boss. So we'll talk about him in a second. And when we talk about Anvil Smasher, I should add in that all of those attacks that you do, you could make it so that any sixes to hit are going to do a mortal wound. 220 points is quite a lot, but you could build some real interesting lists now, I think. A unit of 20 hard boys is pretty scary. You could do a lot of attacks, you could be very defensive, um, and you could really cause your opponent some issues. So I quite like the hard boys at this point, especially maybe in units of 10 that fly off and go and do some damage here and there. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm interested in what the math is on this. I've only just read this. It only came out like 30 minutes ago. Uh, but I think this is really, really good. I think they've had a good glow up, but I can absolutely understand the frustration of uh, players that have been playing Big War because they've lost that minimal battle line unit. So I'd like to know what you think. So one of the characters also released in this set is the Ard Boy Big Boss. Six wounds with three up safe, nice and survivable, obviously below the wound cap, so won't be able to target them with missile weapons outside of 12 inches, thanks to Lookout Sir. It's okay in a fight, five attacks, threes and threes, rend one, damage two, but that's not really the reason you ever take one of these characters. But the fact that they're not bad in a fight is actually a bonus, and he's only 100 points, which is great. Huge and great. That's, we really like that as well. And he's got an ability called Iron Fisted Commander. This unit can issue the Rally Command up to two times in the same phase. And if it does so, each command must be received by friendly Ardboys units. No command point is spent the second time this unit issues the command. And in addition, when you rally friendly Ardboy units, you rally them on fives instead of sixes. So are you looking to run loads and loads of Ardboys? Now you've got multiple rallies and multiple rallies on a five plus which is not bad for 100 points especially when you add in the get bashing additional thing uh, which is his ability and that is add one to the shield bash rolls made for friendly r boys units while they're wholly within 12 inches of any friendly units with this ability so now we've got our boys that are rallying on fives and now those are boys are also on top of the damage i was talking about earlier with the mortal wounds uh, and all of the attacks they're now also going to be doing shield bashing at the end of combat or the end of the, when they activate and doing more mortal wounds. So those our boys are going to start doing quite a lot of damage in different sections of the turn, which is quite interesting. I think the our boy big boss is a great model. I think you could build our boy lists. That's pretty great. And if we talk about Zogrok, he definitely is going to add to that. Zogrok Anvil Smasher is a unique leader and hero. So he's a hero character. 
uh, and it costs 160 points. He's got seven wounds, a three-up armor save, which is great, very survivable, and he's pretty good in a fight depending on what you choose. We should talk about that right now because what he chooses is quite important. When you do choose Anvil Smasher, he's either armed with a Skull Crushing Basher and one of the... Oh, so he does. he's always, always armed with that, and he's either got a Ward Smashing Chopper or Grunter Tonks. And that's actually really, really important. Let's talk about the Ward Smashing Chopper first. He has got... That is a two-attack weapon. Threes and threes, Ren 2, damage 3. So two attacks only. That's really important to remember. And the Ward Smashing Chopper's got a special rule. If the unmodified hit roll for an attack made with this unit's Ward Smashing Chopper is a 6, and the target has any wards, that unit's wards are smashed. If a unit's wards are smashed for the rest of the battle... Ward rolls cannot be made for that unit. Now that sounds kind of like amazing. Wow, turn off a unit's wards for the rest of the time. And absolutely people are going to try and put this in their list and they're going to do it. But from a consistency perspective, it's only two attacks. So the chances that you finally get this movement four character into the right place. And movement four is always a little bit disingenuous when you're talking about Iron Jaws. Thanks to Mighty Destroyers, the ability to do a 3d6 charge, thanks to War Chanter Beats. So you can always have very fast Iron Jaws units. But once you finally get there and you get into the, the, you know, the biggest bad guy, like a Nagash or an Archeon, and you're like, I am going to smash your wards, and you roll your two attacks, <laughs> you don't roll a six. So, but it does feel like a really fun game. Feels like you could like, you know, make yourself a battle journal of all of the ward saves that you've smashed with Zogrok over the course of time. I'm here for stuff like that. Um, so absolutely brilliant thank you to jojo's pointing out that it's threes and twos on the ward smashing chopper it doesn't really matter what damage it does you're not taking it for that you're taking it for the wards now the uh if you don't take him with the ward smashing chopper and instead you take him with the grunter tongs i think that's got a little bit more play if you do have the grunter tongs in your hero phase you can pick one for any iron jaws unit wholly within 12 inches of this unit and roll a dice you add two to the roll of this unit um, if it's uh, if it's armed with a grunter tongs on a four plus that unit's weapons are green hot until the starting next hero phase but obviously if you're using grunter tongs it's going to be on a two plus so pick an iron jaws unit within 12 inches which is great so a unit of hard boys or a unit of gore grunters are probably your two options but maybe brutes while a unit's weapons are green hot unmodified hit rolls of a six uh, made with this melee weapon uh, by that unit cause one mortal wound in addition to any damage they inflict which is great. So now I take Zogrok Anvil Smasher, take a unit of 10 hard boys. They charge in, they're going to do 30 attacks. Any sixes to hit are going to cause a mortal wound. Shield Bash, thanks to the uh, thanks to the hard boy boss. I'm doing some real mortal wound damage. That feels like that's a little bit more functional. And I think Zogrok's going to be really good. He's also going to be able to buff up Gore Grunters, who will do exactly the same thing. They've got a lot of attacks. You're going to get something like 22 attacks at a unit of three Gore Grunters. So that scales quite nicely as well. Um, so it's fun. I quite like that. So tongues are really good, especially as this is going to be on a 2+. plus to do this so uh i really like zogrog hackenvall smash i think the mini's great 160 points is fine um and i think yeah you could definitely build some more output into your list from zogrog so he's quite cool for 100 points you can get a unit of three brute ragers they're three wounds each but <laughs> they have a disappointed five up save that's real weeks real weak source i've got the hiccups i'm sorry they move four inches and they got bravery seven okay 
So it's a unit of three, okay? And five up save. Basically, five up save makes him dead on arrival. But maybe you could use him as a counter charge unit. Let's talk about it. Each model in a Brute Rager unit is armed with one of the following weapon options. Chain Smasher, Mighty Gore Hacker, or a Brute Crusher. Right? Or a Brute Crusher. And they're all very, very different. The Chain Smasher's got six attacks at two-inch range. But it's a disappointing fours and fours. So, um, but it's rend one and damage two. So you will have 18 attacks and with a War Chant above, that are damage three. Okay. Right? That are damage three. So 18 attacks, damage three is for 100 points is crazy. Like, honestly, legitimately crazy. So you might just have them as like a very small little unit that you hide in a corner and then, you know, or behind a screen, then they charge out. That's a lot of attacks. Okay, that's all, that's all I'm going to say. The Brute Crusher is another option, and that's only three attacks. However, with the bone-crunching strike, if an unmodified hit roll for an attack made with the Brute Crusher is a six, it causes three mortal wounds. A unit of three with three attacks each is going to be nine attacks. So that does mean you're going to do nine mortal wounds. I'm absolutely not going to edit the hiccups out. It's fine. It thinks it's fun. <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> Anyway, it's going to be nine mortal wounds. Okay, nine mortal wounds. Um, so that, again, you can't really, li like, nine mortal wounds is not nothing. Like, uh, oh, sorry, it's not n nine mortal wounds. Sorry, that's not true at all. It's it's th it's three, it's six mortal wounds, roughly. Um, like, it becomes nine mortal wounds if you take a unit of six, which is 200 points. <laughs> so you can get a really kind of interesting counter charge unit from the brute ragers but like my hiccups they're kind of annoyingly in the way and i don't know if i want them to stay so i'm not 100 percent on these but they have a lot of output and you can't ignore that they just don't have a lot of survivability which is a problem i should also add to that unit that they also get to run and still charge so the these guys are going to be quite fast in an as and in a counter charge role, they're going to be very good because you might destroy them for move four char like uh, use a command point to make it so you move six. So you've got basically a fourteen inch move and then a charge. It's a great counter punch unit. <laughs> each that's a unit of nine uh, nine wounds, a total of nine wounds for one hundred twenty five points, but they still have a five up armor save. A good thing though is that if you are in combat within three inches of enemy units you, you will get a five up ward save so a little bit more survivable than their brothers they're an elite unit as well so they can issue commands to themselves and they've got a couple of special rules but their attack profile is quite interesting it's six attacks per model and they are damaged two but they're fours and fours they hit on fours they win on fours and they're red one but if you were to use a war chant buff so they're damaged three and if you're also to you know cast Horfrost on them you've got an incredibly interesting unit for 125 points 18 attacks fours and fours ren three damage three problem is the fours and fours even at the best they can get plus one to hit and plus one to wound and that is going to be yeah this hiccup i think is a wah trying to get out of my chest i think that's what it is uh you like you still aren't going to hit a wound much so I, I still think they're a kind of okay counter charge unit right They've got a couple of special abilities as well. They've got Green Rage. If the unmodified hit roll for an attack made by this unit is a six, and the target unit has got ten or more models, 
then you make two hits instead of one. So they're going to be very, very good at clearing out hordes of enemy, uh, which I think is quite interesting as well. But hit on force is still bad. And then they've got berserkers. Oh, I suppose if you do Horfrost, so they hit on twos, do it the other way around. These guys could be incredible, actually. Yeah, do Horfrost so they hit on twos. Then 18 attacks, hitting on twos, do the plus one to wound spell, so they're wounded on threes. Rend one, damage three is going to be nuts output, actually. Uh, and then they've got the Berserkers rule. This unit can run and still charge later in the same turn. So like we talked about with the last unit, they've got a 14-inch kind of move and then charge range. Don't forget, obviously, also, you can do the get and beat, so uh, you're going to be able to charge really fast. That's everything in the review so far. The hiccups are obviously hilarious, so please do, obviously, mock me in the comments. And if you did like the video, like, subscribe, and please join my Patreon. This is kind of interesting and weird, I'm not going to lie. We're about to get the new book, the new Dawnbringers book, where we're going to get four different armies of re renown. This release that we've had feels like it was meant to be part of an Iron Jaws battle tome. The armies of renown are very much like Crusher Stampede was for 9th edition 40k, where it's a very insular, singular army list or set of models. I also think that this is really weird that like loads of this doesn't interact with the Iron Jaws book. Iron Jaws, like, command traits are either, you know, they're mega boss based, and there's no mega bosses here. So the Arboy's not a mega boss. Uh, you know, the Tusk boss isn't a mega boss. So that's kind of weird. <laughs> it's really funny doing a wrap up with the hiccups, but I'm doing it anyway. So, like, it, like, it feels completely separate. You can mix it in a bit. I don't know. Like, I. I, I find I, I'm kind of weirded out by this release. Um, so I guess hiccups kind of make sense because that's weird too. Uh, and I'd like to know what you think. Honestly, like as a community person, because I'm obviously only myself, I do this for work. So you as a person who's like, oh, I've always played Iron Jaws, I'm quite excited about this. Or I'm really excited about just running the big pigs. Uh, I play Big War. I'd love to know what all your thoughts are about this release. Especially as we're going to get like a KO army, a Trog army. Um, and we're also going to get, there's another army as well. I forget which one. So we're going to get all these different armies, and that's going to be quite weird because um, they're all locked, and they're locked behind their own battle tactics and grand strats and everything else. Maybe it'll work out, and it'll be really cool, and it'll be a really easy way to get into playing Age of Sigmar. Oh, I've just bought the Trug. <laughs> I just bought the uh, the other herd. I don't like the the big pig ones. I don't know. E either way, we've got big pig rules. Big pigs are coming out soon. Really exciting. Thanks for listening. Let's go. Yeah, I guess these rules just seem a bit awkward. <laughs>